From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name is Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, Anthony Albanese was caught out yesterday in an embarrassing blunder right at the start of the election campaign. He was asked what the unemployment rate or the current interest rates were, and he didn't know either. What has his strategy been today and has it worked to sort of offset that a bit, do you think? He spent today trying to clean up this uh, mistake. Of course, yesterday he said he fessed up to his mistakes. He owned them. That was an implicit contrast he was seeking to make with Scott Morrison. But nevertheless, it was a major blunder and he knew it was. I might say some people say, well, what does it matter if a politician makes this sort of gaffe? But at the start of a campaign, it is important because everything gets highlighted when there's so much attention on the leaders minute by minute, hour by hour. The other point is, of course, that the government is seeking to portray Labor as a risk on the economy and this feeds into that narrative when the leader makes a mistake. Now, look, I think what probably happened was that he was a bit the the deer caught in the spotlight. I'd be very surprised if he didn't actually know the unemployment number, but nevertheless, he made that mistake. He reached for a number, couldn't couldn't get it out, as it were, then admitted he, he didn't know it. Today, he invoked Taylor Swift. He said his theory was shake it off, but of course, he wasn't able to uh, entirely shake it off. He got many questions, so he really just has to wait till this issue subsides somewhat and is overtaken by other things. Okay, and he said that his front bench, if he wins office, will stay largely the same? Yes, he has, but he has let himself uh, have some wriggle room on that and has said that this would be his starting point. Now, the speculation has been that Richard Miles, who is deputy leader, who was moved out of defence to a, a domestic sort of mega area to try to beef up Labor's uh, attack on economic and related issues, would want to move back in a Labor government to the defence area. And so that's been why he is getting these uh, questions. And uh, I think the expectation is that that still probably uh, would be likely to happen, although Anthony Albanese is uh, trying to really dampen uh, speculation, dampen talk of uh, the front bench in government, partly because he uh, doesn't want to seem to be getting ahead of himself. But the defence portfolio, of course, in these uncertain times is a really, really important one. And uh, we've seen the high profile that Peter Dutton has had since he's been in it. All right. And shifting across to the coalition, Michelle, Scott Morrison's approach for the election campaign seems to sort of be along the lines of, yes, I know you don't like me and you don't like politics very much, but I'm still really good at managing the economy. He insists it's not a personal popularity contest because obviously if it were, that would not play out favourably for him. Do you think his approach might go with the electorate? Hard to tell, but you can see what he's trying to do. He's wrapping himself in the team. And this is interesting because we always see 
see him as uh, very much uh, a person who likes total control, a person who's been in earlier times the absolute centre of attention and and others have been uh, rather more in the background. As you say, he's now saying it's not a popularity test. And he said today, you go to the dentist, it doesn't matter if you like him or her, but uh, you want to know that they're good at their job. Now, this line was put out first by Barnaby Joyce at a, a joint parties meeting a while ago, and it was uh, picked up by Victorian backbencher Katie Allen the other day. Now the Prime Minister's telling us to uh, think of him as the dentist, uh, the efficient dentist. So maybe around the country we're getting coalition candidates uh, sledging off a bit against the image of dentists. But it's certainly a recognition, I think, of the fact that uh, the Prime Minister knows that he personally is somewhat of a drag on the uh, Liberal vote and he's trying pragmatically to counter that. Right. And Scott Morrison also hasn't had a an error-free few days either, Michelle. He's come under scrutiny for saying Alan Tudge was still a member of his cabinet and would again be education minister if the coalition won the election. What's the problem with him saying that? Well, the problem is that uh, last month when the report came out about uh, the allegations that a former staffer had made about uh, Alan Tudge's uh, behaviour, allegations he denies and that the report said there wasn't uh, sufficient evidence of, both Tudge and the Prime Minister said that uh, Alan Tudge had asked not to return to the front bench. Now, the Prime Minister says, well, in fact, Tudge never left the ministry, uh, never left the cabinet and is still education minister. And so we have this uh, extraordinary situation where on the one hand he's still in the ministry, albeit not getting a ministerial salary and not doing the education ministry's uh, job. But on the other hand, he had said that he didn't want to return to the front bench before the election. So that seems to be a clear contradiction. Also, there are questions about the woman involved in in the affair they had some years ago being set to get uh, half a million dollars of taxpayers' money in an unexplained settlement. And the Prime Minister and the Finance Minister say, oh, well, under the arrangements, we're not briefed on this, we can't explain this, we can't answer questions about this. Well, it does seem a lot of money and it does seem that the taxpayer should have have some explanation of what this is for, especially as the uh, inquiry effectively found nothing against uh, Alan Tudge. Okay, and finally, Michelle, it's often lamented that there's not too much policy debate in Australian politics at the moment, that mostly it focuses on personality and petty grievances from one side to the other. Is there any sign that this election campaign is going to offer up much in the way of genuine policy debate? It's a six-week campaign, and I think as time goes on, you will find there will be debate uh, around policy. The other thing is, of course, election campaigns always are in terms of uh, the 
these days anyway, the personalities of the leaders, the competence uh, or not of the, the leaders, and a fair bit of trivia thrown in. And finally, I'd say that uh, there is a contrast between this election and the last election. You'll remember last time Labor had some very big policies, very controversial policies, and of course there was a lot of focus on those. This time, although policies are being put forward by both sides, they are a lot more modest than those Labor policies were last time. All right, Michelle, we shall wait to see what the next week of the campaign brings. It's terrific to talk with you as always. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com. Thank you.